Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16 is our passage of study for this week. Here are five reminders of what we have learned from this passage already. Number one, pastors and teachers and all the elders are responsible to equip Christians to do the work of service. Number two, every Christian is responsible to be equipped and to serve. Number three, the process never ends in this life because it is until we all attain maturity. Number four, we must let no one remain immature. And number five, speaking truth in love with one another is required in every encounter. Let's listen to today's slice of this week's message entitled, Let Us Grow Up. Finally, you must be serving accurately. Remember the first part of this long, ser- this long sentence that every saint has to be equipped for the work of service. Work. Yep. Four-letter word. Action word. It means useful activity, productivity. It involves labor. There's plenty of hard work involved in helping people mature toward Christ. It requires discipline and diligence over a span of time to produce spiritual maturity. Vital, dynamic Christianity never comes without work. And saints are not served and built up without the expenditure of effort. And every individual needs to be working. So look in the middle of verse 16. From whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in the Lord. How are you... How are you working in the service of the Lord and His people? Uh, what is your ministry? If you can't answer that pretty readily, it's probably time to spend some effort and, and start serving. I could suggest some good places to begin. Um, if we had more time, I might elaborate a little bit on James 1, 26 and, uh, and 27. If you, if you want to have a ministry, well, do what that passage says. Bridle your tongue, good place to start. Stop talking about things that are wrong or things that someone ought to do and start doing something about them. Ah, that's, a, that's a great place to serve. And, and then get busy. Uh, a pastor friend of mine with his tongue sticking out through his cheek used to say, any job worth doing in the church is worth doing poorly. Because if it's not being done, it needs to be done. And if you're the one that sees that it needs to be done, dive in and do it. You say, well, I'm not very good at that. Well, then somebody's going to come along and say, you're not very good at that. Let me help. But don't just say, somebody ought to do it. It, 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 We belong to one another. Go visit a sick sick person and help out. Um, You might have to stay six feet away. Somebody made up six feet is the magic number. But go help out. Do an odd job for somebody somewhere who needs help. Uh, you know, just uh, find, find a widow. Pretty easy pickings there as far as somebody that needs help. 
Go, go do something. Um, meet somebody's financial need. Teach a class. Help a teacher teach a class. Help a teacher clean up the mess after teaching a class. Commit yourself to specific prayer for individuals and you'll follow up with them. Uh, find somebody to encourage. Help set up for the next activity or clean up after that activity or prepare food for that activity or write an encouraging note to someone. Uh, call a Christian friend just to let them know you care. In other words, open your eyes to the needs that you see and do your best to meet them and act towards someone else like you would like them to act toward you. That sounds like a golden rule to follow. Listen, if we view church as a place we go to seek a blessing for ourselves, we have missed the point of worship. You can go to a movie to get a blessing for yourself, but you don't become one with all of the people at that movie and all of the characters in that movie. We go to church to give God glory and to serve His people. Oh, and by the way, if you do that, you'll get blessed. And you'll also get disappointed, but you'll be part of what God is doing. Look again, according to the proper working of each individual part. That literally, the phrase is literally, as every part is energized in proper measure. Again, it's connected to the context. We're told back in verse 7 that spiritual gifts, uh, Christ gave spiritual gifts, and it's according to the measure of Christ's gifts. The, the same word measure there is, uh, is part of this word, proper working of each individual part. There are no exceptions. Every part of the body of Christ is part of the body of Christ, needs to be part of the body of Christ, needs to actively be part of the body of Christ, needs to be engaged with the body of Christ, needs to be uh, in conjunction, joints, with as many parts as possible. The rest of the verse doesn't need any explanation. That's, that's what this is all about, causing the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Do you have a ministry? What do you, uh, what do, you do? that helps make the body of Christ function. You know, this Sunday morning is the, the tip of the iceberg. It's the most visible. It's the, it's the obvious thing. But if you don't have a ministry, now's the time to get started. Find someone with something that needs to be done and, well, do it. Find a, a need that you perceive that isn't being addressed and go for it. Volunteer for a job. Be, be faithful at it. You know, give it, give it six months of of doing it regularly, and then decide if that's something that you ought to plug into for the rest of your life. God may give you innumerable opportunities if you prove yourself faithful, and with each opportunity comes greater joy. I hit upon something when we were um, studying Hebrews that came to mind here. Again, we don't have time to fully expound upon it, but in a very similar fashion to what the Apostle Paul wrote here in Ephesians, the writer of Hebrews served up to his readers what I call the three lettuce salad. It's three commands. They're also in that friendliest tone of voice or tone of pen, but they're still binding and they're still from God. They're over in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 22 through 25. Let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with water. In other words, Let's come to faith in Christ. Then, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for He who promised is faithful. Let's be maturing so that we're not blown around by every wind of doctrine. 
And then let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. It's by that which every joint supplies, proper working of each individual part. And by the way, there's a really interesting construction there. It's hard to get into English without it sounding silly, so they translate it, let us consider how to stimulate one another. Literally, that says, let us consider one another unto stimulation. That means let's look around at all of the parts that we are joined to and consider, now how can I help that one be more productive? Consider one another for the purpose of provoking to love and good deeds. So, yeah, we must be led by the head. Draw near to Him. Hold fast to Him. We must be connected to one another, considering one another by every joint, that which every joint supplies, and then actively serving. Each individual part is essential. And after the writer of Hebrews poured his heart out about the superiority of Christ and gave them the three lettuce salad and he brought it to a conclusion, here was what was on his heart to to direct his prayer life at the end of Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. Now the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do His will, working in us that which is pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us grow up and let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are uh, sobered as we ponder what you call us to be in Christ and that you've made us yours in Christ through nothing good that we've done. Let us draw near in full assurance of faith, confident in the finished work of your Son and the, the sufficiency of your Word. Let us hold fast to you without wavering. Let us consider one another with the purpose of stimulating one another to greater love and good deeds. I pray for those who can't be with us that you'll give them creative and resourceful ways to reach out from their isolation and that you'll give us the opportunity to reach out to those who can't be with us for a season. Let us not forsake making as many connections as possible with one another. Father, by your grace, we all need greater boldness. We know that. We all need, by your grace, to face and defeat our our excuses, sometimes our fear of committing to each other. Let us never lose heart in doing good. Help us to remember that you always provide the strength for the tasks that you call us to undertake. Please show us whatever we need to see about our commitment to the body of Christ. Convict us where we fall short and conviction is needed. Strengthen us when we grow weary. Teach us to bear one another's burdens as you would have it to be. Father, it's a simple prayer, but it's a lifetime work. Let us grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head of the church, even Christ, in whose name we pray, amen.
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.